In this episode of Friends Fit 40s, we're going to talk about a gobble wobble. We're also going to talk about ways to spend your time and that idea of mastery for yourself. And of course, we're going to talk about things to be thankful for and ways to show our appreciation. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. So if you're living in the United States, Thanksgiving is approaching. It's in a few days. You probably don't you have to get your turkey out soon? Like if you're having it Thursday, if you're cooking, like it's being Monday. Like, I think you got to get it out soon if it's frozen, right? You know what? I'm going to 100% believe you on this one, Laura. So a PSA. Yeah. If you are listening and listening, if you are cooking a turkey, let's get that sucker out soon. To start defrosting, I think. It's let's, either today or tomorrow. I mean, I don't cook the turkey in my house. It's probably best since I don't know when to take it out. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's soon, folks. So if okay. you're cooking the turkey, be aware. All right. So... With that in mind, uh, what kinds of things do you do for the Thanksgiving holiday that is in addition to cooking that turkey that somebody else does? I get to eat the turkey. All right. But I'm not cooking it. But I can plan a gobble wobble. Oh, yes, you can. So you're wondering what's a gobble wobble? Well, last year... We were going to run on Thanksgiving morning anyways, because it was a day to run and that was part of our workout. And so, you know, we weren't going to eat till later. So I thought, well, why not make it a Thanksgiving themed 5K? Yes. Because it's Thanksgiving. Right. And you might as well call it something. Right. Make it make it a little interesting. Right. Instead of just getting out there and hitting the pavement. So right before Stephanie came over. To meet me to run, I was like, I just went up and found some cardstock and I got my markers out and I just started making a little a little um, running bib and put 001 and 002 and went ahead and put gobble wobble on the date, just like a regular running bib would. And then I got up myself some some safety pins. We slapped those suckers on. <laughs> yes, we did. And we went on a run. And then every single time we passed somebody who stared at us. Right. Because they were like, uh, there's not a race happening. (laughs) Right. And it looks like there was a marker on that bib. (laughs) But that was okay. We wished them happy Thanksgiving. We did. And we just told them that we created our own. And they smiled. And you know what? That brought joy. Right. It brought all kinds of fun joy. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm just saying if you're if you know you're going to be consuming more calories than normal, which I feel like most people do on Thanksgiving, then why not go on a morning run or a morning walk to kind of start 
burn in some calories prior. Yeah. And you can make it fun and, and truly make it your own 5K holiday themed. Absolutely. So this year we are doing the turkey tracks. Right. A real 5K, like sponsored by people and with real bibs that right. weren't made by Crayola. Right. Nothing against Crayola, but no. You know. These are printed and they are like black ink on white. What is that paper that they use for running bibs? Uh, it's know. not normal paper. Right. Yeah. It's something special. I can't tell you what it is. That's something we're going to find out. We're going to have to we're research you know on we'll Instagram. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to have real bibs and they're probably going to be in the, I don't know, hundreds of a number. And um, we're going to be with other people and we will wish them all happy Thanksgiving too. Yes, we will. Equal opportunity happy wishers on our runs. So we're looking forward to that. There may be some Thanksgiving runs in your state. Check it out. We found over 30 listed when we were doing just a cursory check yep. on uh, runs in our area for right. this time of year. Many of them are focused on families, getting out there before they sit down for lunch. Walking's encouraged. Children are encouraged. I know. I feel like all of them are like family fun focused. Don't be intimidated if you are on a runner. Um, you can get out there and turkey trot, gobble wobble along with the rest of them. There you go. Some fun for your Thursday this week. So diving season has started for my daughter. Diving season is a winner sport. And it's really, I enjoy watching my daughter dive. It's really interesting. Uh, she can do a double. She can do a gainer. She can do a pike twist thing. I don't know. She does all kinds of fun stuff. And it reminds me about the times that she goes to our pool in the summer. And she will go off the diving board and do a flippity floppity thing. And people will just stop and look at her and they'll just be like, wow, she's really talented. And what I want to say to them is that she's not necessarily talented at diving. She just spends hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours doing it. She's <laughs> and so practicing. She's practicing. Yeah. And so that allows her to flippity flop off of a diving board on those occasions that she wants to. But it doesn't ever show the amount of work that goes into making her diving good. And right? look easy. Yes, yeah. and look easy. And I think about also your son that, that goes to cross-country meets and runs. Right. And he can run super fast. Yep. Yet he's getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning every day of the week, putting in those miles. Yep. And making it happen on the tough days. And so that he can go to those meets and make it look easy. Right. 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 And so... I started digging into some research that kind of had to do with this. Malcolm Gladwell is an author of a book called Outliers. Part of the thing that he suggests in this book is that if you spend 10,000 hours on something, you become a master at it or an expert at it or that kind of thing, which is really interesting to me, right. this idea of what are you going to spend your time on, right? And so full disclosure his book came out in like 2007, 2008, something like that. And then some further research was done after it that kind of 
disproved this theory. Okay. I wondered where he came up with the 10,000 number. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically what the research said was that, yeah, if you spend a lot of time on something, you get good at it. But if you look at two people that spend the same amount of time on something, talent and background and genetics all play in a role in this way that you excel or become an expert at something as well. I think it's still reasonable to ask the question of yourself, what am I going to spend my hours doing? Like, what's worth it to become an expert at something? And I also think about, you know, you can just even rephrase that as in an expert within the capacity of what I'm able to do. Right. So how will you spend your time when you're not at work or eating, breathing, exercising, sleeping? Right. Yeah. And when you are working on that thing, how are you intentionally working to get better at it? Because those hours, you benefit from that intentional push or the intentional uh, drive to become better than you were the day before. So if we take this theory, I feel like by the time we run our half marathon, the hours that we'll put into running, we're going to be really good. We're going to be good. We're not. I mean, I don't know that we're into 10,000 yet. Maybe, probably not. Probably not. But I mean, we will know something about running. We'll we'll clock some hours, right? So, and we will know some. We know definitely know something about goo. Yes, yes, we know something about goo and um, stopping and getting water. Yes, we also Hydrating. know that if we completely stop in the middle of it, our muscles freeze up, and we probably shouldn't do that. Yep. We also know that it's mind over matter, and right. so that if you just keep going, it might be a little rough, like, but it's. You can make it. You can make it, right? So I was thinking about this also in terms of this screen time on your phone. Mm, Yes. I was asking my daughter the other day to to check out her screen time. I was like, let's just look to see. There's this, if you go into your settings on your phone or if you have an iPad on your iPad, you can go into settings and you can push this button on the left-hand side that says screen time. Now you have to turn it on. So if you want to live in denial, just turn that sucker off and then you won't ever have to know. But if you're interested, you turn your screen time on and your phone will automatically track for you like what it is that you're doing on it. And so I know that yesterday I spent two and a half hours on Hoopla. Okay. Hoopla is an audio app for books. Gotcha. So I read, listen to my book for two and a half hours. Not so bad or rough, but I also know that I spent an hour on Facebook. Okay. Right. (laughs) So I'm sitting there thinking, well, if I spend that hour on Facebook today and two hours tomorrow and three hours the next day, then in about 10 years, I might be an expert at Facebook. (laughs) Is that the thing that I want to be an expert at? I mean, not unless you're taking over the company. Probably. (laughs) I mean. Yeah. And that was the other thing that I was thinking about with all of this is that it's that consumption versus the creation. Right. Right. And so how many hours am I consuming the screen time things on my phone versus creating things? Right. Yes. And so all of this stuff was going in my process of what do I want to become an expert at and how do I help my kids become aware of what they want to become an expert at? Right. I and mean, what, how much time they're spending in front of their screens. Yeah. 
And so I did pose this question to some eighth graders this week, and they told me that they really did want to become an expert at Fortnite. And they were really proud of themselves when I told them that it was only going to take them 10,000 hours to do so. So they're going to start clocking. <laughs> right. All the parents are thanking you right now. They're like, right. oh, no. Why do my kids want to spend 24 hours a day on Fortnite? Can you please explain this phenomena to me? You're going to be getting some emails. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's just a consideration. So check out your screen time on your phone or your device. And also think about how are you spending your 10,000 hours? You could log it. You could do a habit tracker. You could, I mean, there's so many different ways to think about how you're doing your time. And I was also thinking about this. This is one, my final thought about this. 10,000 hours is like 20 hours a week for 10 years. Well, we have more than 20 hours in our week. Right. And so it's not like you have to choose to be an expert at one thing. And only focus on that. Right. Right. I mean, I think you'd have like five. Yeah. So you could be experts at five things. Well, okay. So (laughs) I am not, I'm not spending, I'm not going to get to 10,000 hours, but I may be spending a little bit more time on Facebook these days, Stephanie, because I am part of several run Disney groups. (laughs) See, And that's the other thing. And I'm learning. I'm learning about all the tips, all the Run Disney people who have done the marathons multiple times. I'm getting information for us. They're also telling me about like the transportation down there and about the expo. And and then I'm learning about the new Genie Plus. So I'm actually, I am am spending a bit more time because I'm trying to figure out all these things for our trip. And that's the thing to think about, too, is that not all social media is bad. I mean, you can learn a ton of stuff. Check out our Friends Fit 40s Instagram site. I mean, you could just learn all kinds of fun things on that. We talk about new things that we never talked about on the podcast. There we go. Tune in. So, Laura, this is the season where we think about finding joy again. And I remind myself that this finding joy thing is something that I need to be doing all year round. Yes. Not just during the holidays. Not just during the holidays. And I have to double remind myself that the middle of January is a really good time to find joy. As well as like the whole entire month of February. (laughs) (laughs) And also like the first week of school. (laughs) Those difficult times in in our year. Yes. Yes. But now is always a good time to calibrate. What does that joy look like? Like, what are we doing to find joy in our lives? How are we living in a way that's gracious? That kind of thing. Who are we surrounding ourselves with? Yeah. Yes. So this is the time that... We can just count our blessings and think about all of the wonderful moments uh, this year, those people that are around us, the family, the friends, all of the folks that are contributing to our lives and contributing to the lives of others, our world in such a positive way. You know, Stephanie, I feel like the excitement for the holidays and really it just started like as soon as Halloween started coming out and, you know, Halloween into Thanksgiving, into Christmas, like you could tell like the world is amped up. The world is amped up to celebrate because we didn't get to spend time with those who we love and find that joy as much last year. And so I think during this season, you know, going into Thanksgiving this week and into the holiday season that 
we're just holding those that we love dear and those traditions even closer. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think, what are we going to change as um, we've lived through and are currently living through COVID? Like, how are these holidays going to be forever different? I was reading a post the other day about, you know, changing, spending time doing Christmas gift purchasing to spending time with people and the way that you can just change your mindset. So it's more personal. Yes. And less maybe commercial. Yeah. And it's kind of like that Snoopy had it right all along. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, some of our thinking about just even this week that could go into next week and January um, is, of course, go around the holiday table saying something you're thankful for. Or that you missed last year and that you're so happy to have back in your life this year. Oh, I love that. That was missing last year, but oh man, so thankful this year that it's that it's back. That's a great way to frame it because if you frame it that way, my daughter can't answer the way she always answers, which is bacon. Bacon. Because <laughs> she had that last year. Right. And the year before. Yeah. Right. She had bacon. COVID she, did not take her bacon away. Right. <laughs> Thank goodness. Right. So another idea that we had is to put a paper tablecloth. On the table. So like wrapping paper, the the brown paper, butcher wrapping paper, paper. Yeah. yeah, butcher paper, that kind of thing. And then write it out, draw it. See, so you can see everybody's joy that they, that they are thankful for. And it is that less formal idea that's still fun and centered around, of course, uh, this Thanksgiving holiday, but also it's something that you could do any time of yes. the year. That is true. Another idea that we had, and we've done this for a while, is a thankful tree um, where you just grab some sticks from the lawn, really, and I make an arrangement out of them. And then I just cut out some leaves and had my kids write what they were thankful for year after year. So we have the scrawly five-year-old handwriting. And as it's changed, it's gone to unreadable teenage handwriting. There you go. <laughs> From one um, moment where you can't tell to, to the to several years later where you can still no longer tell what they're saying. Right. Also, I've seen several people, you know, they'll take a pumpkin and they'll write something that they're thankful for or grateful for each day oh. in the month of November. I like that. And then by the time you get to Thanksgiving, so it's a little late now, but you could do this for this week or you could do this think about it put it in your pocket for next year Um, and then like it could be part of your centerpiece so it's got all the things written that you're thankful for that's really cool yeah so if you wanted to start this like December 1st what could you write on for the holiday season oh that is a really good question can you go ahead and like get a green squash oh yeah you know I mean write on it with a red pen there you go Oh, problem or, solved. Or a white pumpkin, and you can just write on it with red and green. I mean, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, yeah. You could just use something that you have. Oh, you could get one of those really big ornaments. Oh, yes. Like the ones they use for like outside decorations. So the yeah. ornaments are really big. And oh, then just write perfect. on it with like, yeah. Yeah. All kinds of great ideas for that. All right. And then another idea that we had was have a thankful gift away. So instead of having a lemonade stand or a hot chocolate stand this time of year where kids are selling lemonade and hot chocolate, uh, have them gift away lemonade and hot chocolate in exchange for... 
something that they're thankful for. So getting other folks in the neighborhood talking about all the things that they're thankful for um, this time of year. So that might be another idea. So when I was researching this, I came across this thing called gratitude rolls, Laura. So tell us more. So gratitude rolls, it's super simple. It's this idea of baking something that you're like a a slip that says something that you're thankful for. Wrap it in tinfoil and bake it inside your rolls. Okay, so kind of like a fortune cookie roll, but with gratefulness inside. With grateful of gratefulness. Yes. How easy is that? Okay, so I love this on a couple of levels. First of all, we are having family over for Thanksgiving, and I think it will be so much fun to open up rolls and have a little thankful gift inside. But also I love it because it's super simple, and it will make it seem like I've got my stuff together this season. (laughs) Like you really thought and planned on this. Right? Right. So I am doing it. I will report back on how it went and how people will say, man, that must have been. Stephanie, you slaved. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I did. And then that's that's going to be it. Right. Anybody, anybody want another uh, glass of wine? <laughs> Who wants more? So as you are enjoying this holiday week or this holiday season, take a minute and pause and think about the people that are around you. All of those folks that um, touch your lives in some kind of way. It could be the person that always smiles to you at the grocery store, uh, the person that always greets you in a place that you are not expecting it. Laura, it is now time for our weekly homework, Stephanie. This weekly homework is going to be a choose one of two option. Oh, a choice. Guys, we're giving you choices. Yeah. In the world of education, we call this a choice board. Yep. (laughs) So there you go. All right. So the first thing that you could do is you could track your time. Where are you spending your 10,000 hours? So take a day or two or three days, write down that time in the journal and then figure out you want to do something new with those 10,000 hours. You want to double down on something that you're already doing or is it just exactly where you want it to be? I like it. So that is your first option. Your second option, of course, is to try something to find that joy. So maybe it's your tablecloth. Maybe it's gratitude rolls. Maybe it is a thankful holiday ornament, (laughs) whatever that is. Just take a moment and celebrate this season and this time with those people that you love. And in the meantime, enjoy your week. Go move, breathe, share kindness with others. You You got got this. love friends fit 40s subscribe to our podcast leave a review and share the podcast with your friends tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work also follow us on instagram feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments we'd love to hear from you 